welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode 65, the 2016 NWTF Convention and Sports Show Preview with Pete Muller from the NWTF. And I am your host and, yes, your four-wheeler and outboard motor repairman. So last week I told you guys that my four-wheeler was in parts, huge parts underneath my deck that I was working on it, pulling the gas tank out to clean it out and get it put back together. I had been sitting up for a couple of years without running and it had gas in it and I just didn't want that running through the carburetor. So I got the carburetor off, cleaned it out, got the gas tank out, cleaned it, put it all back together and fired her up and she's purring like a kitten. Not only that, I don't think that I told you that one of my neighbors down in Chilton County sent me an email over the week between Christmas and New Year's when it rained so much here in Alabama. He sent me an email saying, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it appears your boat motor is underwater. And he included a picture from across the lake. And the picture showed the bow of the boat still in the boat lift and the stern of the boat in the water. And the boat was at about a 75 degree angle with the nose of the boat in the air. And of course, the motor was underwater. So I had to pull the boat out of the water and take it apart, get all of the water out of it, clean the carburetor on it, get it all put back together, change the oil about five or six times. And this weekend, I got it fired up, and the outboard motor is purring like a kitten now. So, hey, I'm pretty excited about all that. And not only that, but I saw a bunch of deer hunting this weekend as well. So, it was a good weekend all in all. And I have a feeling my weekends are going to get better for the next little while. Because we are only 54 days, 10 hours, 9 minutes, and 43 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. It does not feel like spring turkey season weather outside. It's been cold this week here in Alabama, like I'm sure it's been cold pretty much everywhere east of the Mississippi this week. But I know that the warmer weather is on its way, and with that come longer days, and with that come gobbling turkeys, and with that comes a lot of time spent out in the woods having fun and I'm looking forward to that. Hey, before we get into today's show, I want to thank East T 
Tennessee Hunter, East TN Hunter, for leaving a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. East Tennessee Hunter says, Great information, five stars. I've learned so much listening to this podcast. I have actually made mistakes in the turkey woods and the next day listened to this show and found out what I did wrong. And in parentheses, he says, calling while the turkeys are on the roost, etc. This is a great show. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, East Tennessee Hunter. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to leave a review on iTunes for the show. That is very much appreciated. And those reviews help others to decide whether or not they want to listen to this show before they ever download an episode. So keep that in mind when I ask you at the end of the show to leave a five-star rating and a review. But right now, I want to let you know that I'm happy to bring you Pete Muller, who's a public relations specialist with the NWTF in South Carolina. I met Pete at the NWTF convention last year in Nashville, and he was kind enough to take me around to meet several of the people at the NWTF that I've spoken with over the past year and a half. Now, when Pete reached out to me a couple of weeks ago to see if I was coming to the show again this year, I hit him up about being on this show, and he jumped on the chance. Now, Pete's a great guy, and I'm sure you'll pick up on that as soon as we get into the interview. And by the way, we're doing that right now, so I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. I have on the line with me Pete Muller with the NWTF, and Pete is going to share with us some info about this year's NWTF convention and sports show in Nashville, Tennessee. Pete, how are you today, and where are you? I'm doing well down here in South Carolina, NWTF headquarters, just up here in Edgefield, South Carolina. So still earlier in the morning, or I guess not early in the morning, but, you know, having a good day so far today. Good deal. Hey, are you keeping my buddy Karen Lee straight? You know, we, we do our best. She definitely keeps things busy in the office. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on this time of year. So, you know, to find any of us doing any kind of slacking off is, would be a little bit out of, out of character this time of year, though. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. There's a little bit on the agenda here for the next month or so, isn't there? Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, I've been with the NWTF now for just almost two years. I've uh, been a longtime hunter, turkey hunter, deer hunter. I uh, lived east coast, uh, lived in the Rocky Mountains, uh, Wyoming and Colorado. So I've gotten a lot of different hunting experiences in. And so to be a part of an organization that is working really hard to conserve habitat and also create the next generation of hunters, I mean, it's a, an absolute pleasure. But I uh, also have a lovely wife, three kids, take take my oldest child hunting with me as often as possible. She's five years old. The other ones, you know, they're, they're itching to go. I've got a two-year-old and a baby, but... You know, uh, actually, my wife this past year, she had never been a, a hunter before, but she got a chance to go on her first widow hunt in NWTF program, Women in the Outdoors, obviously. And mm-hmm. she bagged a turkey that's bigger than any of the ones that I've taken. So uh, I guess job. she has bragging rights in the house now. Man, that's awesome. You know, that's usually the way that works. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of friends who have had the same experience, you know, and that is typically the way it works. Yeah, uh, can't ever say enough about beginner's luck, but I tell you, she, she's gotten on a kick since that trip, and she came home telling me what kind of shotgun she wanted and made that happen <laughs> for Christmas this year. So actually, she has a better shotgun than I do now, and, and she's fired up for this spring. So that's kind of neat. I'll have a hunting buddy in tow as long as we can find a babysitter for the youngins. Good deal. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, and when the youngins get a little bit older, you'll all be able to go and enjoy it as a family, and that's what it's all about. That's right. That's wonderful, man. 
Well, you know, now that you told me you're a turkey hunter, I have been doing what I call rapid fire Q&A with my guests on the show. And I've been doing this for, I don't know, several months now. What I do is I've got a list of 30 questions, just general questions about turkeys and turkey hunting. And if you're agreeable to play along, I will put the stopwatch to you. We'll run through these questions and you answer them as quickly as you can. And we'll see if you can beat the fastest time that any of my guests have. And that currently is Adam Prouty with Prouty Game Calls. And he has two minutes, 53.96 seconds. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, now, I can't, can't say that I'll, I'll beat that time or even uh, compete near the top, but, you know, sure, why not? Let's go ahead and do it. And it sounds like fun. Well, I've got to say this. Adam is a great guy, but he is a fast-talking Yankee that is relocated to South Georgia. So I happen to know from previous conversations with you that you are not a fast-talking Yankee, even though the state that you're from has the word north in its name is actually located (laughs) below the Mason-Dixon line. So we're going to see what you can do. Once you finish this and we know what your time is, then I'll let you know how a couple of the people that you may know from the NWTF did on this same little challenge. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. So that way there's no pressure on you, okay? (laughs) You know, as long as I I finish somewhere uh, with a respectable time in comparison to some of my peers, if some of them have have done this as well, then I'll, I'll be happy. All right. Let's jump in this thing. I'll start the clock as soon as I start question number one. Sure. Ready when you are. How many full-body turkey mounts do you own? None. How many turkeys did you kill last year? One in Georgia. Diaphragm, box, pot and peg, or wing bone? Uh, Diaphragm and box call combined. Wild turkey, grilled, baked, or fried? Uh, You know what? I've always gone fried before, but I really enjoyed doing some grilling this past year of some turkey. All right. Wild turkey, on the rocks, neat, with soda, or with water? Uh, On the rocks with just a touch of water. Number of grand slams? None yet. Make of your shotgun? Remington, uh, uh, Remington 870. Your favorite shotgun turkey shell? You know, I was a really big fan of the third degree this past year. Cool. Have you ever killed a bearded hen? I have not. Have you ever killed a Jake? I have killed a Jake uh, a couple years ago in Nebraska. All right. Ten-minute successful hunt on a two-year-old bird or a four-hour long hunt with a clean miss on a four-year-old bird? You know, I, I like the game. It's not all about punching the tag. Uh, sometimes it's just the, the fun and that challenge. So I'll take the, the latter, too. All right. Favorite camo pattern? Malty oak. Wild turkey legs for dinner or for the dog? For dinner. Uh, you can braise them. They actually turn out pretty well. Yeah. More or less than five strikers in your turkey vest? Less. 30-mile-per-hour winds blowing at home the last day of turkey season. Are you hunting or sleeping in? Still going. I lived in Wyoming and hunted there a couple times in, in horrible weather for some of those crazy Miriams up there in the Black Hills. So. Mm-hmm. State you killed your first turkey in? Wyoming. State you killed your last turkey in? Georgia. Sit in a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot? Run and gun for an hour and not shoot. All right. Some of these you may not have. Rios or Osceola's? I have not killed. Uh, actually, I killed it. I guess it, it, it's debatable whether it was a Rio or a hybrid in Nebraska. I have not gotten an option yet. hope to do that soon. Okay. So then Rio or Eastern? Easterns. The wary south, southeast, eastern fun. Eastern or Merriam's? Merriam's. Love that, that beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Public land out west or private land in the southeast? Public land out west. Two and three-quarter inch, three-inch, or three-and-a-half-inch shells? 
I think I've been running with three inch for the past couple of years. Before that, a three, a three and a half inch. Four, five, six, or blended? Uh, I guess with the uh, the third degree, I'm running blended now. Yeah. Fields turkeys or wood tur- woods turkeys? You know, I probably woods turkeys. All right. Pump or automatic? Pump. Shotgun scope, rifle sight, holographic sight, or beads? Just straight looking down the rail, beads. Rubber boots, leather boots, or snake boots? Depends on where I am. Southeast, I'm wearing snake boots. Out west, I'm wearing hiking boots. You roost a bird this afternoon, and it's pouring rain at daylight. Do you hunt? Yep. Favorite place you've ever hunted? Oh, wow. Um, probably Black Hills in Wyoming, right up around Hewlett. Oh, yeah. I've been there. That's a, Man, that's a good place to turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Three minutes, 50.6 seconds. Mm. All right. So Brenda Valentine was three minutes and 42.34 seconds. Bob Erickson who just recently retired yep. from the NWTF, three minutes and 12.2 seconds. Gotcha. So you were 350.6. That, yep. was, that was very good. And You know, I'll, I'll take it. There's always questions that you could that you could give less on, but, you know, tell, sometimes telling the story adds a little bit more fun to it. That's what I was just about to say. You know, I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed running through that with you because you did give more to the answer than just what's on the surface. And so sure. that was good. That got us, got us a chance to get to know you a little bit better. Next time we uh, we run through this or next time I, I get a chance to be on the show, we'll do it again, and I'll, I'll make sure to crush that record. Oh, yeah, there you go. I like your <laughs> style. I like your style. Well, you know, I wanted to get you on to – talk a little bit about the upcoming show that that the NWTF has. And we're quickly coming up on February. And when I think of February, I think of the Super Bowl, President's Day, heart-shaped box of chocolates and red wine day, or as some people call it, Hallmark Card Day, and the NWTF Convention and Sports Show. Since we don't know who's going to be in the Super Bowl yet, I can't talk too much about that. Probably couldn't talk very much about it, even if we did know who it was. President's Day is just another one of those holidays that us working folks don't get to take off work, so we're going to skip over that. And I'm pretty sure that my wife will tell you that I know nothing about heart-shaped box of chocolates and red wine day. She's probably right about that one, I think. But I'm pretty sure that most of the listeners to this show are like me and that they have a lot more interest in the NWTF convention and the sports show than any of the other things that I mentioned coming up in February. So tell us some of the main must-know details of this year's convention and sports show, like the who, what, when, where, and how. Sure, I'll do my best on that. And uh, let me quick say, obviously, um, my wife, you know, and the whole Valentine's Day, Hallmark Day, that's something that uh, with convention falling, you know, right around Valentine's Day most of the time, we've just decided that we, if we decide to celebrate it, it'll either be the week before or the week after. But uh, for, for that day, I'm always with a bunch of great turkey hunters and fellow co-workers, awesome people right there in Nashville. We're going to be doing it again this year. So I think this is our ninth year, eighth or ninth year in a row at the Gaylord Opryland in Nashville. And some of the big things that we have this year, obviously people you know, are, are always wanting to, to know what some of the, the folks that will be exhibiting are. But some of the things we always like to tout are, you know, the entertainment. This year we're going to have Sarah Evans, our Saturday night entertainment. And we'll end up having a, a, a great group of folks that will be um, – uh, at the uh, Wild Turkey Bourbon Watering Hole, uh, doing some some shows there throughout the throughout the convention. We got some great seminars planned uh, some, from some industry experts, uh, whether it's talking about turkey hunting, filming your own hunts, things like that. We can talk about more of those later. 
We're going to be going off-site this year for the Early Bird Social, which actually takes place on Wednesday. Uh, really, the convention doesn't get kicked off till Thursday, till our welcome party is that Thursday. But on Wednesday this year, you know, we have a pretty good group of, of dedicated, you know, members, volunteers, just turkey enthusiasts that show up that Wednesday. This year, we're taking everybody downtown to the Wild Horse Saloon. And we'll be having a, a great time down there. Uh, I think it's $10 gets you all the way down and back pays for your shuttle. And that includes hors d'oeuvres, and, you know, so you can get some snacking in. And then it also includes live entertainment that's going to be there at, at the Wild Horse Saloon. So we're, we're, we yeah. know that we're going to be in Nashville for a number of years to come, and we're trying to mix it up so that people get that same awesome feel of the convention but also get to experience new things because we know that, that, that all the people that show up, they like to come year after year. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and you can add me to that list. I've enjoyed it the past two years that I've been. So that's a and you'll be again this year. Time. I take it. I will be. Yes, indeed. Very good. Very looking, good. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. So, what are some of the big events that are planned for the show? You mentioned the Wednesday party, and that's something that's new. Yeah. So, I guess start with Thursday and the welcome party. Sure. Our welcome party, we're going to be uh, unveiling some, some new stuff. I can't really say much about it right now, but we, we have a, a campaign that we're going to be unveiling at that point. You know, Obviously, we'll be having some live entertainment. People really seem to enjoy the Dueling Piano show last year. So that group will be back for an encore performance. And, you know, that's just the beginning of this few, you know, couple-day party that we have with, with all of our fellow conservationists. Throughout the rest of the convention, obviously, people can look forward to seeing some of the newest and hottest turkey hunting-related products on the convention floor. We also have decided to change a little bit about how we are doing our Grand National Auction, what, and that's a, our Friday event, I believe. But what we're going to be doing is instead of doing it on a lot of smaller items. Our Grand National Auction this year is going to be expanded to where this is really a, a smaller group of, of ticket items, but these are you know once-in-a-lifetime bucket list type packages that you can get a chance to bid on. Everything from turkey hunt in Hawaii to a turkey hunt with our very own spokesperson, Michael Waddell, where you get a, a chance to, to be the hunter uh, with Michael Waddell and all Dr. James Earl Kenimer uh, of the NWTF. There's other things like a duck hunt that has four stops along the flyway, the central flyway, and that's from an incredible partner, Habitat Flats and Tony Vandemore. Um, yeah. But uh, it's four persons for, for three of those stops and then a six-person hunt on one of the, the last days of that stop. But it's three days, three nights in Saskatchewan, a couple days in Missouri, a couple days in Kansas, and then a final spring snow goose hunt in Arkansas where you guys can just absolutely stack up some birds down there. But, you know, those, those are the types of things that we're really trying to do this year is, is have less items but have items that are you know if, if you win one of these things it's going to be a trip to remember these are more those those bucket list type experiences that we're trying to feature so yeah, i tell you if i had the money right now i'd be i'd be pinching pennies to to head to hawaii that's that's always seemed like a neat place to go chase turkeys yeah i've got that one on my list that one's going to cost me a lot of money when i go because my <laughs> lovely brides go into that one as well not to hunt most likely but to enjoy what hawaii has to offer so that'll be cool. absolutely absolutely other other neat things uh, something new this year is um actually over the, about the next week or so uh, we'll have the convention app available for download and there'll be some some contests that are running over the uh the app but it's also one of the easiest ways to find out what's going on at convention find out where your favorite turkey hunting vendor is or find 
find out where your the exhibitors are that you want to go catch the most. Another neat thing that we're doing this year is we've partnered with a group called HunterVid. They're an online resource for, for catching incredibly made hunting short films, and they're going to be coming out. And over the course of Friday, Saturday, and I believe Sunday, they're going to be set up in a room that's going to be essentially a small movie theater, a screening room to where people can go in there and catch some really cool hunting short films. They're going to have some prizes to give away while they're there. But we got involved with them because there's a group out of California that made a hunting short film that's going to be shown, I believe, sometime during convention. But they made this short film about a Jake's event, and it's a it's a really cool thing that I hope everybody gets a chance to see. You can see it anytime you like by going to huntervid.com and purchasing their on-demand quote-unquote film festival called The Advent, but it's that film and about nine others that are absolutely incredible. But I think we have, we have about three hours of original, some of it never-before-seen footage that people will be able to sit in and go catch what they want, come and go as they please. We're looking forward to that. Just giving people another opportunity for getting a chance to see some neat things there at convention. Yeah. And that's, you know, obviously in addition to some of the, the exhibitors that have and, and some of the, the cool seminars that are going on. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the exhibitors a little bit. Who are some of the big name exhibitors that we can expect to see at the show this year? Obviously, Mossy Oak is one of the big ones. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention over the past few weeks, but uh, right around the holidays, we made the big announcement that uh, Mossy Oak is now the official camouflage of the NWTF. And actually, this coming week at SHOT Show in Las Vegas, they're going to be making a presentation or having a, a presser about what all that means. And they're actually going to be unveiling a camo pattern, I believe. So I don't even know too much about it. But we do know that when you think of turkey hunting and you think of you know camo patterns, mossy oak comes to mind. There's somebody who's been very dedicated to, to our efforts to conserve habitat and create that next generation of hunters. So it, it's right. something that just made sense, and we're, we're pretty stoked about it. You'll have some of your other big-name folks out there obviously we're going to have people like bass pro shops we'll have some of the call making companies think calls hunter specialties uh, we'll have primos guys there so the, the whole vista group with uh, federal premium they'll be there you'll see turkey yeah. shop you'll see some of your firearm manufacturers there uh, mossberg remington um, i believe will be there and forgive me if i, for, if I forget any but there's we, we have again just a completely packed show floor that there's just lots and lots of things that people can do. Obviously, yeah. uh, the earlier you get there, the more time that you'll have to browse around. But we're we're pretty pretty excited about it. Yeah, for those of you who have never been, the exhibition hall is shoulder to shoulder on Saturday. It is absolutely packed with people. And I was telling my wife last night. I said, you know, the for me and what I like to do, which is to spend some time talking to these exhibitors, not just because of the show, but because I love to talk turkey. I like going on Friday through the exhibition hall because I can spend more time. It's not quite as crowded, and the people working these booths are not so desperately focused on sales and helping people, and they'll take a little bit of time to talk to you. But, you know, one thing that I like about the exhibition is that there are countless turkey call makers and I'm talking mom and pop turkey call makers and you can really see some very talented craftsmen out there who make their own calls and sell these things and you can pick up some very unique calls and I like that a lot because I'm I'm kind of a turkey call nerd and that I'll (laughs) buy a call that may not sound the best but if it's unique and different I like it and so 
I've gotten several of those at the show. Now, I've gotten some that, that are not only unique and different, but they are fantastic sounding calls as well. So, you know, that uh, I'm not trying to say that if it's unique and different, it doesn't sound good because that's far from the truth. But, you know, I'll pick up a lot of turkey calls at the show and... I like visiting these small mom and pop shops just to kind of see what they have that's out there that's different. And you'll get to see a lot of that. But yeah, there's roughly how many exhibitors? You know, I, I want to say that there's about 700 booth spaces, mm-hmm. but some of our some of our booths or some of our, our folks that are there showing off their products, they take up more than one booth. So as far as total number of, of actual different uh, names there, we're probably numbering 400 plus, 500, but that's a number that I could probably dig up. But again, anything that you want to see from hunting products to hunting opportunities, you really have a chance to see everything out there. Very true. So what are some of the seminar topics? You talked a little bit about the seminars that are being, going to be given, but do you know what some of those topics are and who is some of the speakers for those Absolutely. seminars are this year? Absolutely. You know, we've always had a bunch of success and had a bunch of people show up for, for a number of these, but we're also trying some new ones. But one of the ones that's always been fairly popular is Callie Morse, awesome uh, taxidermist from Hazel Creek mm-hmm. Taxidermy, and Manuel Enriquez. But they talk about hunting goulds in Mexico. And that's one that, you know, that there are some goulds turkeys that, that are available in the, the States, but you got to put in for a draw and it might take you a while. But if you're looking to get that Royal Slam, you can go down to Mexico. And so they talk about the planning of it and well, what it takes to get there and, and things like that. And, and so that one's been pretty good. But then what we've tried to do is, is divide up some of our seminars into your more introductory level, you know, the, the tips and tactics on, you know, how to get started, hunting basics, guys like Philip Vanderpool, Eddie Salter are going to come in and cover some of those. To uh, to fall turkey hunting, I think, is a new one this year. We're going to have a, a group of guys out there. Uh, Steve Hickoff will be there for that one. Um, everybody yep. knows him, uh, Realtree.com turkey turkey editor. But we'll have talking about Grand Slam, Super Slams, hunting public lands with uh, Jeff Bud. Uh, he's a guy that's got the most slams out of anybody ever registered, or most slams registered with the NWTF out of anybody. I want to say he's closing in on 100 slams, uh, if he hasn't already gotten Holy there. Holy cow. But, but that's a guy that if you want to find out about how to do it and better up where you get a few birds in a short amount of time or plan your trip right he's a guy that you'll want to listen to steve stoltz talks yep. he's going to be focusing more on on deer but he's going to be there on talking about giant whitetails we'll have mm-hmm. self-filming your hunts with andrew gu from hoyt archery and then whitetail properties will be there talking about how, how to how to cultivate deer and build a dream property you know really focusing on that habitat that side of things and, and then again partners over at Habitat Flats are going to be talking habitat management. So yeah. wide variety of stuff for people to catch. I'd say about half of them are more focused on turkey calling. At least most of the ones on Friday are. Saturday, there's a little bit more variety as far as what's going on and what you can catch. Um, but it's, you know, we, we know that it, turkey hunters aren't just strictly turkey hunters. Right. Turkey hunters are, are probably deer hunters. They are, you know, there's there's a variety of things. But one thing we do know is that turkey hunters are, you know, they're passionate about conservation. So providing some of those things where they can, they can get some extra insight on that is always awesome. Yeah, no doubt. So the seminars are Friday and Saturday. 
And, and we then, also have one on Sunday, um, I believe. Okay. Daniel Lee Martin and Julian Queen will be talking about teamwork in the field, you know, hunting couples. Um, they'll be mm-hmm. covering some of that. You know, I might, man, if I could only get my wife to the show and have some free time, I could take her and we could get in on that. Yeah. But so that's that's another one going on on Sunday. But primarily, you know, a majority of everything that goes on is happening on Friday and Saturday. Sunday's that other day, kind of like you mentioned, you know, you, you like to go visit the show floor on Friday when things aren't as crowded. Sunday's that other day where things are have, uh, wound down a little bit and you can still get onto the convention floor. But if you want to try to see more stuff, that, that's another day that you go. Yeah, and I'm never going to talk somebody out of going to church, but if you get there early enough on Sunday, then you will be one of just a few people, visitors there at the exhibition hall. That's another great time to go early on Sundays. So, yeah. Now, last year for the calling championship, the Grand National, it was structured a little bit different. It was more of a type of American Idol style calling contest. And I heard rumors that there were going to be more of the contest held according to that same format. Is that true this year? I recently spoke with Chris Tilts, who is, you know, kind of been the mastermind of, of the calling competitions. And, and last mm-hmm. year's event was, was pretty successful, had a lot of really good feedback on it. But I don't believe he has, has expanded it yet because just like anything else, you want to make sure that you have the right personalities in the right place right. because you want to make sure that the that the feedback that these callers are are, are given is you know is, is going to be valuable information. So finding the people that can sit on that judging panel and, and provide some of that valuable insight are uh, that, you know that's that's something that uh, that Chris has been tasked with doing again this year. And so the senior finals again will run in the same format. Again, I believe it's going to be hosted by and emceed by Michael Waddell. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, how many of the, the judges from last year are returning, but I believe two to three from that five-person panel will be back this year, yeah. and then there's going to be a couple new additions. But, but we haven't decided to expand it because, again, it's something that you want to make sure that if you're going to make that kind of change that you do it right and you've got the right people in the right place. Otherwise, it's something that, that, that could go wrong. Uh, but luckily, we've, we've been very fortunate, and, and last year, like I said, it, did you get a chance to catch it last year? I did. I thoroughly enjoyed that. You know, I've been to turkey calling competitions before and just was not a huge fan of them, to be honest with you, because everything's kind of done in secret. And you hear someone get up there and call and the caller sounds great. The caller walks off the stage when he's done or she's done. The next one comes up and calls. The caller sounds great, walks off the stage when they're done and the next one comes up. So you never get to know what it is that these judges are listening for in the caller's calling. Whereas with a format that was done last year, the caller comes up on stage, runs through a sequence of calls, and before the caller leaves the stage, the judges give their feedback on the call, what they liked, what they didn't like, or usually they'll you know, phrase it a lot more politely than I just did, you know, some constructive criticism on what they can do to make it better next time. And when they're going through the things that could be better next time, it clicks and it's like, oh yeah, you know what? I did recognize that now that so-and-so said that the tree yelp was a little bit too awake, not quite sleepy enough, you know? And so I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was not just running callers through the stage. There was interaction and there was a lot more to keep my attention and there was a lot more for me to learn 
by being there about calling than any of the other competitions that I've been to. So yeah, absolutely loved it. Thought it was fantastic. And I'm glad to see you guys are doing it again this year. Good to hear. Good to hear. And and that was one of the biggest things that we heard last year is that it was something that it was a learning experience for, for not only the world's best callers to where they got to hear some, some tips on things, but it was things that the general audience could take home and go, man, you know, if, if I want to work on, you know, any of these different aspects of my turkey calling, I've now got some tips that I could take home. Like if you sat there with a pen and paper, you'd take home some really good advice and it would probably end up being more effective, you know, come springtime when you're chasing those birds around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So last year, when I had Karen on the show, there was a little talk between she and I about going in and doing the owl hooting competition together. And I haven't revisited that topic with her again, but you know, she's probably forgotten about it. And so I might be looking for another owl hooting competition partner. You want to audition with me? You know, I can tell you that that is something that I do not have much experience with. Um, <laughs> I, pe- people laugh at me when I say that, but uh, learning to hunt Miriams out in the Rocky Mountains, that was that was not a call that was in anybody's bag, um, right. or at least none of the folks that I knew. And my first year chasing chasing Easterns last year, uh, pretty hardcore, you know, the guys that I was, the, the guys that I went hunting with, they, they were the ones that I let, you know, take care of the owl hooting. So, you know, you might want to, you might want to stick with Karen on that one. I, <laughs> I think I remember hearing that she does a pretty good owl hoot. You know, I'm, I'm really laughing because I have always been able to hoot pretty well. I'm not, I, I'm not at a competition level, but I've been able to hoot pretty well. And ever since I tried it the very first time, I've been able to do it. But that is a call with the natural voice that I think so many people struggle with. And it's probably maybe not as difficult as gobbling with your natural voice, but it's a very difficult call to make. But because I've been able to do it since day one, it's funny to me to see people really struggle trying to do it. And I've got a lot of friends that just can't do it with their natural voice. And one of those is my buddy George. And he and I, and I'd completely forgotten that George couldn't owl hoot with his natural voice. And he and I were hunting one day. And towards the end of season, my owl hooter gets pretty rough from all the hooting that I do for 45 or 50 days worth of hunting. So George and I were hunting together one morning and I said, hey, George, hoot. And he sat there for a split second. He looks over at me and he says, you want me to hoot? I said, yeah, hoot. And he said, okay. And he went, oh, oh, oh. And I started laughing and I looked over there at him. And then all of a sudden on the neighbor's property, we hear moo. (laughs) And I was laughing so hard at him and he started laughing. And I said, well, you didn't get a turkey to gobble, but I think we've located a cow in case we need some milk. <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand, you know, if you if you don't want to try the owl hooting competition with me, then then that's good. I'll I'll get Karen to see if she'll participate with me this year. So hopefully right. she's been practicing. She said she would. Good deal. So speaking of that, owl hooting, and speaking of me, a big kid, you know, the NWTF has always been very focused on kids and with the jakes program and all of the events that they put on the nwtf has just been an organization that's really concentrated on getting the youth involved in hunting 
because they understand that the kids are the future of the sport. So in the previous years that I've been to the show, I've noticed that there are events for kids at the NWTF show. What is available for the kids at this year's show? Um, you know, we, we've got a pretty good amount of things that will be available for kids this year. And actually, one of the things that has happened in past years is, you know, our showroom floor was so packed with stuff going on that the Family Adventure Village, sponsored by Mossy Oak, you know, all those youth activities, were actually out in a different area. You actually had to walk outside across, you know, the, the back street there to get to it. This year, we made sure that we that we found some extra room, and we put that back on the convention floor. So when you walk into registration, you head right to go. After you get your tickets, you I guess looking at the registration desk or the ticket booth, you head right to go to the to the show floor, or you head left to head into Family Adventure Village. And um, this is a place that's free for for youth, and they can go in there and do hands-on activities. Our our great partners over at uh, uh, Daisy will have their Jake's Take Aim range, uh, the inflatable BB gun range out there. And also, Mm -hmm. last year, Daisy got into youth archery setups, and they have a small compound bow, long bow, or recurve bow, I think. And then they also have a youth model crossbow. And so I don't know which ones of those they will have out there, maybe all three, but there'll be the opportunity for kids to, to try out archery or BB gun shooting. There'll also be some clay target simulators out there. Um, there's, you know, games, giveaways. There'll be the NWTF Discovery Zone where you can learn about wild turkey biology. USDA Forest Service will be out there. You know, kids love folks like Smokey Bear, Woodsy the Owl, uh, talking about owls. So they'll get a chance to see those as well. And then there'll be some other demonstrations. I think last year they had a Birds of Prey show where the kids got a chance to, to see live eagles, falcons, hawks. And that, that was kind of a neat thing. But again, that is a free area for folks to go check out. So there's also a chance that some of the more notable uh, hunting uh, personalities, you know, your Michael Waddells, folks like Jana Waller, Brenda Valentine, some of those folks that actually do a great job of representing the WTF, there's a chance that they and some other folks that will be in attendance at the show may wander on over to that family adventure village and interact with some of those kids. Again, they, yeah. they all these people that, that attend the convention, especially your, your bigger name folks that are on TV, um, those people understand that the youth are the future of, of hunting. And so they, they right. go over there and they interact and the, the kids just love it. So lots of stuff to do over there. I'd say if you got kids, go ahead, check it out, take them over there and they, they get a chance to have some fun. Yeah. Are they going to have the tomahawk with growing? It, with, um, with it being indoors and having a smaller space for the family adventure village, I haven't heard I haven't heard about that yet. But I know last year they had the tomahawk and knife and I believe the atlatl throwing. Um, but it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see if that comes back this year. Yeah. Now, now, any more additional information about the convention beyond the things that I've mentioned so far can all be found at nwtf.org backslash convention. I and mean, you can go there and get, get more details than I'll ever be able to provide. And I'll tell you some of the different things that are going on each day. But that's that's definitely something to check out. Yeah. So... How much does it cost to get in the show? NWTF members, as always, are free. They'll get a wristband, and that'll be good Friday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. If you are youth that is 11 to 17, because children 10 and under also get in free, but if you're that 11 to 17 age bracket, it's 10 bucks. but that covers a Jake's membership, essentially, and yeah. that gets you in. 
military was Allen ID. We respect everything that, you know, our service members do for this country. Uh, that's, you know, one of those pillars of things that's important to the NWTF uh, country. Mm-hmm. They will always get in free uh, to the convention floor. And then daily passes are available for 20 bucks. Or if you join the NWTF for $35, you get in free for the weekend. And you also will get a $25 Bass Promo card to be used and redeemed at your local Bass Pro stores. Hard to beat that. The amount of stuff that you can see in the convention plus the, the membership benefits that you can get by spending that $35, it makes sense to, to go ahead and help support that conservation. So, Well, and I mean, I look at it as I'm not spending $35 to join the NWTF. I'm spending 10 because I'm going to shop at Bass Pro at some point during the year. Absolutely. And having a $25 gift card to use to buy something at Bass Pro is money I don't have to spend. So, at, you and, know, at that point in time, so that's a, a $10 membership to the NWTF in my book. And absolutely. for all that you get for being a member of the NWTF, it's more than just getting that Turkey Country magazine once every two months. There are all sorts of member benefits that you will have once you join the NWTF. And to get that and get full access to the show, all of the seminars, the calling contest and all that kind of stuff, man, 10 bucks is cheap entertainment. Absolutely. And knowing that essentially about 90 cents on the dollar that you spend or that you donate to the NWTF goes back to that the mission-related efforts of preserving hunting heritage and conserving habitat, that's also pretty cool for folks. I mean, to know that we're putting your dollars to good work, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. And all of the things that the NWTF stands for as well. There are a lot of Nonprofits out there that are, boy, I'm, I'm, well, heck, I'm just going to say it. The listeners know me well enough to know that I'm just going to say it. They are a shell of a company, and they don't do a whole lot of nonprofiting. The NWTF is not that way. And so, you know, you get to support an organization that does put its money where its mouth is as far as fulfilling its mission, but is also about all of the things that us mainstream folks believe in. We support the military. We believe that there's a higher power out there. And we believe that kids and women should be introduced to the sport and, you know, experience all of the things that there are to experience out there in the great outdoors. And so, you know, by joining, you're helping to support all of that. And not just that, you're supporting the mission of growing the population of the wild turkey and turkey hunting as well. And without the wild turkeys, this show's not any fun. So I thank you guys for what you do at the NWTF, and I am happy to ask them to join. So thank you guys for that. Well, you're welcome. And, and again, you know, I can never say enough to the uh, the NWTF members and volunteers and all the people that are out in the field because, you know, we, we can always do the things that we do in our main headquarters, but it's really those people that are on the ground that are making all of our work possible. And, and it and allows me to then spread the, the incredible word of everything that's going on. So yeah, those those are the people that, that deserve thanks as well. Yes, indeed. No doubt. Well, Pete, that's all I've got for you today, but I sure do appreciate you taking almost an hour out of your day to chat with us and tell us a little bit about what's coming up at the show. So do you happen to know if any of the rooms at the Gaylord are still open if someone wants to come and stay overnight? 
Absolutely. You know, we have a room block over there at the Gaylord Opryland Resort and Convention Center. If you get your room there, you're under one single roof. You never have to venture outside to go to any of the events that are part of the convention. And we do have a room block. And actually, just yesterday, I got word that we have added rooms. Cool. We are we're filling up. So if you want to attend, again, the days are February 11th, which is Thursday to that Sunday the 14th. Go ahead and get on our website, nwtf.org slash convention. You can follow links to book right there. And there's also a phone number if you prefer to call and uh, get in that block. But really look forward to seeing everybody there. This is an event that over the years, even though there's going to be 50,000 people there over the course of the convention, you see a lot of the same faces. And this is an opportunity for, for all these folks to get together. And, and, you know, this is a vacation for them. They they enjoy coming out and seeing friends that they may not have seen since past year convention. So come be a part of the party and we look forward to seeing you there. Good deal. Thank you, Pete. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you in about three weeks. Absolutely, Andy. I definitely appreciate it. I'll see you then. Sounds good. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview, and I hope that you'll take the time at least one day to make the drive to Nashville. This convention and sports show really does have everything for the whole family. And if you're a turkey hunting fool like I am, and I know you guys are, or you wouldn't be listening to the show, then this show has something for you that you're really going to enjoy. There's entertainment throughout the day for us big kids at the watering hole. There are seminars throughout the day for those of us who want to learn everything that we can learn about turkeys and turkey hunting. There are auctions and entertainment events at night, and there are plenty of happenings inside the kids' area as well. And the first year that I went to the show, I spent a day in the exhibition hall walking around, and that was it. Last year, which was my second year at the show, I spent a day in the exhibition hall walking around and visiting exhibitors, and then I spent a day at the seminars and listening to the calling contest as well, and I really enjoyed that a lot better than just going to the exhibition hall. There are a lot of booths and a lot of exhibitors to visit at the exhibition hall, but you'll get so much more out of the show if you'll go to some of the seminars and pop in for the calling contest too. These competition callers are really very talented and good at what they do. So that's my plan again this year, except I plan on attending the welcome party Thursday night as well. So I'll be arriving at the festivities Thursday night, and I'll be bouncing around between the exhibition hall, seminars, and calling contests for the next two days before I pack it up and head back home on Sunday. My goals for this year's show are to nail down some interviews for upcoming episodes of the Turkey Hunter podcast and to bring you guys some coverage of some of the seminars, the calling contest, and the exhibition floor as well. And of course, I'll have my eyes open for any hot new products that you may find interesting. So if anyone listening to this episode plans on being at the show over the course of the weekend, hit me up. Shoot me a text message and I'll get back with you as quick as I can. And text is going to be the best way to reach me while I'm at the show because I'll be conducting interviews and streaming those seminars and calling contests while I'm there. But I would love to meet up with you, shake your hand, and take my picture with you to post on Twitter. And my number is 205-660-0660. So send me a text message on that number and I will get back to you. It may not be immediately, but I will get back to you. I would love to meet you there. Now, one thing before I call it a week. I know several of you listening to the show enjoy writing. And I've decided to see if any of you who do write would like to submit some of your articles to me to be posted on the IamTurkeyHunting.com website. I want to start posting some additional written content on the site, 
but right now I just don't have the time to do it. So I thought I'd ask you guys who do enjoy writing as well to contribute. So email me the stories of your funny turkey hunts, list of tips, tactics, strategies, etc. Any stories of first turkeys, stories of turkey hunting trips, or anything turkey and turkey hunting related. I will review those and get back to you and we will see what we could do to get those posted on the website. My email address is andy at iamturkeyhunting.com and in the subject line just write in article and in the body of the email write one little sentence to me saying that you give me permission to post your article on the website and any social media platforms. After I proofread and post your article, I will email you back to let you know it's posted and that I've shared the love on social media. Remember, if you can add a picture or two to the article, it'll just make your article that much better. I really look forward to reading your submissions and sharing your stories with our family here as well. Okay, that's all for today. Please do me a favor, forward and share the show on Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Remember a little while ago, I told you I was going to ask you to do that. And if you don't mind, introduce a hunter to the Turkey Hunter podcast who has never heard it. That is much appreciated. And if you have stumbled across this show online, I want you to know that you can take the Turkey Hunter podcast on the road with you because you can subscribe to the show and download episodes of the show from iTunes, or you can download an app onto your phone called Stitcher Radio, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher Radio, and you can download episodes and subscribe to the show there as well and take the Turkey Hunter podcast with you wherever you have your smartphone. And last but not least, don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.